Uh, welcome to 2024, and I'm very excited about today's episode. We have a special guest on, but before we get started, Dr. Jess, what is in your glass? So I'm working on my water. So I've got uh, like a little bit of, you know, a little bit of lemon kind of floating around in there to make it taste even that much better. And so I'll end up drinking <laughs> way more of it when I just add a little bit to it. <laughs> so Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass? I'm working on water as well, trying to stay hydrated and get uh, get those ounces in. Mm-hmm. And with us today, we have a special guest, Dr. Patrick. So um, before you introduce yourself, Dr. Patrick, what's in your glass? My glass has a cup of uh, mint tea this morning. So there it's we a go. Nice chilly yeah. morning here and it's warming me up. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. So Dr. Patrick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I have been a napropath for 40 years. Um, I've been in practice, um, lived this type of a lifestyle for more than 50 years. Um, you know, my 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 belief in 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 food and nutrition is food is medicine, right? And that's really how I've looked at my life. Um, you know, I have a, a, a an uncle that was a napropath. So he was the only doctor I knew as a kid. So when I was a when I was young and I didn't feel good, I would go get treatments or I would, you know, go to him to feel better. He'd recommend foods, he'd recommend herbs, he'd recommend, you know, different teas. So I had a real privilege in life to be able to grow up around that and with that. So, you know, I really kind of took it into my life. I, um, like I said, I've been a napropath for 40 years. I went to the Chicago College of Napropathy, graduated in 1983. Um, I practiced in Illinois for uh, over 20 years. Um, and then I moved uh, to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And uh, when I moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico, uh, we opened a school of napropathic medicine here. And uh, we became the first and the only napropathic school to be accredited in the United States. And that just happened a couple of years ago. So um, this profession is, uh, you know, a, a, an old profession. Uh, you know, napropathic medicine started right alongside chiropractic medicine. A lot of people don't realize that. But, uh, you know, napropaths are connective tissue specialists. The difference between us and chiropractors is we focus on the connective tissue that pulls bony structure out of alignment and treat that versus forcing bony structure into alignment. So, um, you know, we believe, you know, we are anti-inflammatory medicine. My book is anti-inflammatory medicine. Um, you know, we increase circulation, decrease inflammation, both metabolically and manually. So um, that's my lifestyle. Um, you know, my life's devoted to this healthcare, and um, we've graduated uh, in 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 uh, New Mexico over fifty napropaths already prior to accreditation, and uh, now the accreditation is in place. We're working on financial aid, and we want to see a real um, you know real uh, you know kind of a surge of napropathic care out there. And Absolutely. it's happening here in New Mexico. Yeah. I just got us licensed in Nevada. We'll be opening a school in Nevada next year or this year. It's 2024 now. And, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're moving forward in, uh, in, in integrative health is what we call it. We don't call it alternative. You know, it's uh, alternative is something different. Health is health, you know, and uh, we are we integrate ourselves into the medical um, framework. Um, 
I believe that napropaths or all manual therapists really should be the front line of neuromusculoskeletal pain. It's almost insane for people to go, and I I say this, and I always get pushback, but for a, for somebody to go to a medical doctor for neuromusculoskeletal pain is 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 kind of like a crapshoot, you know. Um, you, to, you, the, the likelihood that you're going to come out of there with some medication and some medication that may addict you is getting higher and higher all the time, um, you know. And really, they don't have the answers, you know. If it's not medically oriented, they don't know how to you know bring bony structure back into alignment. Nor do they really believe that that might be a problem for low back pain or or neck pain or shoulder pain or headaches, you know, or digestive problems for that matter. So, um, you know, we are a frontline healthcare. You know, the number two and three reason people go and see a medical doctor, right? Do you know what that is? You probably do. It's joint pain and back pain, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, what we have a shortage of medical doctors in this country. Why on earth would we be sending people with neuromusculoskeletal pain to a medical doctor, okay, when there's tons of physical therapists and tons of acupuncturists and tons of chiropractors and, you know, napropaths out there that are addressing these, treating the cause, not just the symptoms, right, of of Mm -hmm. neuromusculoskeletal pain. And, um, you know, it's a pretty profound shift that has to happen in medicine right now, you know, and... When I went to, uh, I did the legislative work in Nevada in 2023 to get NAPRAPAS licensed there. And really that was my position. You know, you have, you have a healthcare shortage here. You have a doctor shortage here in Nevada, anywhere. But I was talking to the legislature there. And for them to not start shifting the focus of neuromusculoskeletal pain away from the doctor's offices, the medical doctor offices mm-hmm. and into the hands of, of, of therapists that can really address this is, is, um, you know, a little bit of insanity. So as you're speaking to my heart, I just finished a fellowship in uh, orthopedic manual physical therapy. And one of the things we read, we did a lot of reading about research. And one of the big things was low back pain and the research on the doctor's knowledge and ability to treat it and how it was crazy, but it was 75%, 80% failed. Um, a neuro or muscular, just a test to like on education, they failed and they looked at treatment and they, in this study specifically, they're comparing physical therapists um, to just uh, your family doctors. Mm-hmm. And physical therapists were able to diagnose and treat back pain with less medication, with less imaging, more efficiently than a medical doctor. And it was just very interesting, but our healthcare is still very much on you go see the your medical doctor first. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's the uphill battle that we're fighting, but you know, here comes the studies. You guys are looking at this now, you know, I mean, we're gonna see a you know, unfortunately, we won't see the monumental shift until the money changes, right? I mean, once somebody comes in and disrupts, you know, before the um, pandemic, uh, um, lots of things were different, but before the pandemic, um, Microsoft, Chase, and Google, I believe, was coming together to form an insurance company, okay? And they were going to base their insurance company on Healthcare, not disease care, 
healthcare, right? Oh, and based, what's that? <laughs> what a concept. Yeah, right? Well, but again, you know, we're saying that like it's, but that's what we're in, you know, we're managing disease, you know, that's what this whole healthcare system is. We manage disease, we manage disease with medication, we manage disease, you know, without really giving the importance of food as your medicine, not medication, you know, I mean, I don't think, uh, you know, a headache is a shortage of acetaminophen, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. But we have got to make the shift, the fundamental shift to make people understand that you've got to take health into your own hands. And until the, you know, outcome based and the, you know, the, the, the money changes until the big insurance companies see that they're going to save money there, this is never going to shift, right? Because this is the, where we're at. So somebody has got to come in and disrupt. So I was really excited that these insurance were, companies were coming in and doing this and basing it on healthcare. You know, that project, I, I haven't heard much about it since the pandemic, they scrapped it. And I'm really hoping that one of these big companies will come out again and see the importance of it. And I think that, you know, the millennials are going to drive this, you know, because they're starting to understand, you know, and they're, they're, they, you know, they're not taking, you know, just, you know, little answers um, and being, and being kind of pushed to the side. They want, they, they want real answers. And, uh, you know, that's where we have to see this whole healthcare system moving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's sad. It, it is. I think it's happening, but it's it's taking time. You know, there's med share plans where people are kind of going off of big insurance and going into like more medical sharing, where they drive their own. They you know they can go out of network. Network. They can see whoever they want to see. There's there's not authorizations and things that they have to deal with, and it's starting to drive the. I'm the leader of my own health and my own ship and I will choose who I want to see and I will see them however long I want to see them. Like you're not going to tell me I can only do physical therapy for 10 visits and then I'm done um, when I've got something massive going on. And so yeah. there, it's just like smaller right now. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it is smaller right now. And yeah. I mean, we're, we are going to see it. I, I agree with you, but I've been saying this for 40 years too. <laughs> yeah. It's getting better. We're yeah. getting more people and, and truly it has, you know, yeah. I mean, I, um, you know, I've seen such a monumental shift in, 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 in people's knowledge of taking care of themselves. And even in the grocery stores, I mean, every grocery store in America has got organic foods now, you know, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like that, you know, 40 years ago, when I lived in Chicago, there was one health food store, and it was in Evanston, Illinois, okay. <laughs> And it was back in the 70s. And I used to drive, you know, almost an hour to get to this health food store who had organic produce and had some organic foods, you know. I mean, there was no ordering online or, you know, there was nothing out there back at that day, at that time. And now it's it's readily available. People are look, and I look at grocery carts all the time in, in grocery stores and I see moms, you know, really, um, you know, putting foods in that they're raising their kids on now. And it's going to make a difference. You know, it's mm -hmm. definitely going to make a difference. So we're on the that's, path. It's just going to take time. <laughs> that's, I have a little one. She's six months and I just started, she's eating. So I'm trying to make all of her own food instead well, yeah. of buying, mm -hmm. you know, the, the pre-processed or, but even then, um, my mom, because my mom, obviously I grew up in the eighties or I was born in the eighties and that's when Gerber and all of the prepackaged formula was big then. 
Um, and even my mom noticed, like, when she starts to look, she's like, why don't you give this food? And I'm like, because I want to make it. I want it to be, like, a healthier. I want to know what's in it. But even then, she's noticed there's a lot more, like, organic options. Yeah, even there, is, in there is. I mean, even, yeah, I mean, you got these companies coming out now that have, you know, you have the option of going and buying, you know, I think it's Earth's Best. They have a, you know, a wonderful line of organic baby foods, you know, and they put care into it. And, you know, so some women, some men don't have the time to make their food, you know, and that was, you know, always a problem for, for me as I was growing into this, because I had to prepare everything, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes you go hungry because I didn't want to eat what I could, and I couldn't prepare what I wanted to eat, you know, in a timely manner. So, but now it's that, that I, no matter where I travel to, no matter where I go, even in airports now, I mean, there, I mm -hmm. went to a, um, I was in the Denver airport the other day and they had this food, the table vending machine. <laughs> and it was like, oh my God, right. It was all organic foods. It was all hand prepared. It was, and there was a line, <laughs> you know, it was like, all right, you know, things are, things are shifting. People are understanding it, you know? Well, and the more we as consumers um, ask for it, the more we put our money into that instead of the other the more that we will see come out with it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, it's nice to, it's nice to talk to people who understand and I have to convince them sure. of this. It's usually yeah, exactly. and fighting that fight and just continuing to raise the awareness and saying, Hey, this is a topic that deserves attention and you deserve it. It's not, it's not somebody else. It's you deserve this and it, you, you should want more, you know, out of your healthcare system. And, you know, one of the big things that we do talk about on this podcast is nutrition. We talk about a lot of things on this podcast, but nutrition is one of them because it's something that Dr. Barman and I have had to learn a lot about because it's not something we didn't learn this in school. This wasn't something that we necessarily talked about uh, and the value of what food does for your body and how your body functions. So in this episode, and you know, we're kind of kickstarting 2024 with like, let's get started with this mindset of goal setting and really think about like in these subtopics. So we, last week we talked about uh, movement and exercise and goal setting in 2024. Uh, for this episode, we really want to dive into nutrition and what's the why? So that's always our number one thing. If you're setting a goal and you really want to get invested into something, what's your why behind it? Because there's no point in setting a goal if you don't have a why. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Patrick, when it comes to nutrition, this is like a very open-ended question, but like, what's your why when it comes to nutrition? Well, you know, I'm going right back to food as medicine. Okay. Yep. And I tell people, you know, I don't recommend any specific diet. I recommend that you buy the highest quality foods that you can purchase. Okay. Whether you're a vegetarian, whether you're, you know, a, a pescatarian, whether you only eat meat, you know, you got to make sure that you're getting pasture raised, grass fed, organic foods mm -hmm. bought from the source, right? You got to be able to, you know, if we can support the farmers and the ranchers that are taking the time to grow their foods and restore the soils, you know, we are going to make this a better country. We Not only are we going to help us, 
right, get healthy, we're going to help the planet at the same time. You know, I don't know. I'm a big Shark Tank fan. I don't know if you guys ever watch Shark Tank or not, I've but seen it. Yep. they always have a, you know, they, they seem to go towards the companies that have a purpose, right? And have a, a mission, you know, Bombas gives socks away, right? Uh, you know, that was a big Shark Tank. What about a mission that you eat the foods that take care of you, that make you healthy, that take care of ranchers and farmers that, you know, restore and grow the foods that take care of the planet? Because if we could start, you know, you know, collecting the carbon again and stop poisoning the soils, we're going to start poisoning the planet, you know? So mm -hmm. that's the why. The why is we got to leave something, you know, for, for the kids. You got a six month old, right? We got to leave something for these kids, you know, and we've got to leave a legacy of, you know, it's just not fast food and it doesn't make any difference what you eat, right? Because, you know, it's out there. I mean, we have to, you know, make people understand that you are what you eat and you truly, you know, will benefit from it or you will, you know, have negative impacts from it. And, you know, it's just that simple. And just how you found out that doctors don't have really any information or knowledge about neuromusculoskeletal pain, low back pain, they have no idea about nutrition either, you know, and these are the most important things that we can do on a daily basis for mm -hmm. ourselves. And people don't have that, you know, coming to them. There's got to be a, a mentor in, in, in a healthcare system that, you know, mentors them and, you know, take care of yourself, you know, take care, eat good foods. You know, people ask me all the time, have you been vaccinated, right? I get that question, you know, especially through the pandemic. My answer is I vaccinate myself every day, right? I eat the foods that make my innate immune system work, right? And that's what I focus on doing. And that's what I try to bring out there to people. And that's the why. That's mm -hmm. my why. Yeah. I like that you make it about not just you for the right now with your health, but mm -hmm. then you also consider who you're buying from as well. Because that's like, that ties into a much, much bigger, your role in overall kind of, how our whole society functions like but like again with dr bobby saying like the consumer is going to drive what is delivered so the more the consumers want healthy and sustainable farming and healthy and sustainable food the more that those farmers are going to be able to afford to do what they do which is running these businesses that are very difficult to run very labor intensive um but i just i watched this whole thing on like the importance of the soil and how the soil is like drives so much of what's happening like with like the heat and the warming and the biodiversity in the soil and crop rotation and adding you know the animals onto there and just like all of it and like what they can see with these studies from like nasa you know like coming in from like looking at the heat of the earth and i mean it was crazy the importance of soil preservation yep. and so supporting farmers that support soil preservation is like it's it's so important for now and later well that's that's the only that's one of the only things that's going to pull us out of this yep. if people make the shift to going towards people to, to growers ranchers farmers that are doing this hugely important job you yep. know 
we're like you say, we're going to keep driving that industry. We're going to keep on creating the demand, which you're going to bring more and more people into it. There's a wonderful documentary out there, if you don't mind me mentioning it. Yeah. Um, it's called Kiss the Ground. Okay. Yeah. And it's on Netflix. Have you ever seen it? And it's all about soil restoration. Yeah. And absolutely um, interesting. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's awesome. really good. Yeah, it's Woody Harrelson uh, narrates it. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I just highly recommend it because it makes so much sense. You know, these, these you get these two farmers out there driving around <laughs> the country, educating other farmers on, you know, agricultural practices and restorative and regenerative agricultural practices. And, you know, the, like you were saying, the heat studies that they're showing where, where for, farms are using this type of soil restore, restoration. And then, you know, I mean, our soil, our topsoil is 60% is, is gone now, guys. It you is. Know? I mean, it's not there anymore. So what we're growing in the foods and what, you know, these, these industrial farms are doing, they're poisoning the soil, they're poisoning humanity, you know, and there's, and, and it's, it's creating to the, or it's adding to the, um, you know, the detriment of climate change, you know, and I think that this is a huge, huge, huge step. If we can convince people to take care of yourself, take care of your foods, take care of the planet, you know, get these kids, you know, learning this and preaching this and you know we're going to have a shot out there one of the things dr jess and i love to do is we love to garden during the summer obviously jess can do it longer down in florida than i can do it here in chicago i go year um, round yeah <laughs> and you know we can we can use the rainwater we can use organic seeds but you know the soil is a big part of it and um but it is one step that we try to do to like provide yeah. good, healthy food for our, yeah. us and our families. Yeah, it's important. And it's, you know, you've got to be the voice, keeping convincing. It's not as unusual as it was 10 <laughs> years ago or 20 years ago, or certainly 40 years ago. You know, it's, uh, you know, and if you go be, beyond that, it was the way it was, right? Yes. It was when, when the industrial revolution came in and these food growers came in, that's when the shift was like 50, 60 years ago. Prior to that, we're trying to just get back to that, you know, um, you know, eating foods that were grown off of soils weren't denatured back then. Soils were still good then, you know, it was with the, you know, the coming of, uh, you know, industrial farming that's that's changed a lot of stuff. So I do think it all it does all tie together, because when we think about, you know, trying to find that balance, striking the balance between, you know, time that you're spending on you, time that you're giving towards others, whether it's, you know, raising your family or work or, you know, you know, any partner or friendships, you know, you have in your life, you're trying to constantly balance all of these cups. And so, you know, when we think about nutrition, it's one of those that it's kind of our society has made it very easy to not, uh, you know, cook with whole foods. It's mm -hmm. so readily available to buy prepackaged stuff, to run through a fast food line, uh, you know, get order takeout delivers right to your door. It's so easy. And so when you take a step back and you think more about the why, so things that are the easiest usually aren't necessarily what's best for us. That's just in general, right? Like it, it so I think, when we say, okay, what's my why in this, then it, then now we can start to th think about what do those changes look like? And I, I have a lot of, you know, I work with patients all day. A lot of people say, I don't have time to, to cook. I don't have time to meal prep. And the one thing I typically come back with is then you're going to have to take 
time, you're going to have to make time for illness. So, because it will come like, that's just how it happens. Like our bodies are not meant to function on all of this pre-processed stuff. It is not, it's not serving your organs, your nervous system, your musculoskeletal system, your endocrine system. It's not serving any of your systems at the level that they need. And so either make time for illness at some point or find a way that you can implement some sort of, you know, healthier habits with food intake. For me, I meal prep because I do have a family. I do have, I work during the day. We've got the routine at night. So for me, I meal prep on the weekends. So then it's way easier. I'm not going to be sitting there chopping all these like fresh veggies, like, like in the evening while I'm like, Hey, do we have homework done? Do we have this? Is bath time going? You know, like it's like, like, you know, you're going to burn your food before you eat it. Um, <laughs> so I get that other people really enjoy that. Like in the evening, kind of chopping, getting some stuff going. Um, they enjoy that time. Maybe the, them and their partner are talking over meal prep time. It's a way for them to debrief their day. That's the way they connect. That's fine. But using food as a way to connect with others is how you incorporate it into, into your week. Right. So like I can have my kiddos help me with some of the meal prep. We go into the garden, we harvest together, we bring it in, you know, we've got little kid knives, <laughs> not my knives. Um, <laughs> so there's ways that you can actually incorporate lifestyle with community, with supporting you and supporting for the future. Um, but it is something that has to be talked about because um, it's like, typically nobody's going to like, when you do your yearly visit, are they going to say, are you eating organic? And, you know, making sure that you're trying to, you know, eat the rainbow, get get a nutritious diet in daily, not once a week. Um, it's, it's just not how our medical system is going to necessarily advise. They're going to wait until your blood sugar is high. They're going to wait until your weight is too high. They're going to wait until a problem arises. And now we're going to have to play catch up. It's not what? health care. It's disease care. It is disease care. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's it's, where it's at. And, you know, yeah. if you don't mind me stepping in, you know, yeah. the good news is, okay, about this is, you know, you said you there are places to go now and yeah. get foods short time. There are restaurants out there right now that are feeding organic and feeding restored soils. There are these places and we don't, you know, there's even meal prep, you know, those, those mm-hmm. uh, they, they send you boxes. They, and, yeah, right? they'll send it to you. Like, and right. it's, 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 it's there. You can make those choices. You know, there's, mm-hmm. you know, it's more expensive, but, you know, people say, well, I can't afford that. Well, I mean, you could you afford your prescriptions? You know, I mean, what you pay for your food or you pay for your medicine, you know, mm-hmm. and then if you make your food, your medicine, you're doing the same thing. You know, I'm 70 years old. OK, I've never been on a prescription medication in my life. OK, I never plan to be on a prescription medication in my life. Um, I live because I you know, I live a very, very healthy lifestyle. And believe me, you know, 70 now, when I was doing this back in the 70s and the 80s, you know, people looked at me like I had, a, you know, three heads, you know, I mean, it was ridiculous, the, the, the pushback that I would, I would get. And I still get it some, but way, 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 way less, you know, way, well, all I have to do is tell people I'm 70 and then they believe me, you know, they <laughs> take care of themselves, yeah. you know, so it's, you know, it, 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 it shows out there and, you know, guys, I want to share with you too. Um, I'm really proud about this. 
we um, just developed um, a uh, Master of Science in Anti-Inflammatory Nutrition degree, okay? And it was just approved by our accreditor last week. And nice. we will begin to start marketing this, um, you know, next week, you know, the first of the year. And we are going to start, you know, moving out to physical therapists, you know, chiropractors, people, you know, people who are already touching people. And we're, it's a, you know, it's a fully online program and it teaches these principles that we're talking about. Right. And it's really, really important stuff for the docs and the PTs and everybody who touches people in healthcare has to have this basis of knowledge that food is medicine, you know, and if we can make that, you know, just dynamic shift out there. We're going to see, well, you know, your kids are going to benefit from it. My kids are benefiting it from it, you know, and they're going to be able to go out there. Now we got to get the patients, you know, we've got to get a, you know, more and more docs, more and more PTs, more and more, you know, people who are touching people to, 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 to get on board, you know, get yourself healthy, get your, get your, get your patients healthy. Yeah. It's a, uh... I never realized how much food, because food was never of an importance of my family growing up, like, you know, healthy and all of that. Um, it's something I've learned as I've gotten older. And so I would say about, oh goodness, nine years ago, it's crazy to think that it's almost 10 years ago. I um, was having just significant headaches, not sleeping, tired. Um, I felt very nauseous if I didn't eat. And the moment I ate, I felt nauseous and like felt like I was going to throw up. And it was just like, I didn't know what to do. Um, and so I then went to Whole30. I don't even, I'm sure you've heard of Whole30 before. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try something. Like I got to reset my system. I got to, and I did it for five weeks and it was absolutely amazing. Um, the first <laughs> two weeks were a little rough as my body yeah. went through the detox of everything, but during that time, like after that, I had no headaches. I slept through the night. My anxiety and like was way down. Um, and I just food tasted different to me. When I went back to try something that I used to eat, it would be like so sweet. I'd be like, oh, I can't eat this, you know, or oh, I can't have it. And it just amazed me how much food really does affect our bodies. Um, and then recently, this past weekend, um, for Christmas Eve, we did, um, my little one can't have dairy. So I have not been eating dairy for almost five, six months now. And we're trying to add a little bit back in just to see if it's a permanent allergy, if it's just a sensitivity thing while she's growing. And so I had some dairy on Christmas Eve and all that night I was throwing up and it wasn't because of drinking too much. It wasn't because it was just my body can't tolerate that dairy after not having it for so long. So it's amazing just when we take that stuff out, um, how much better we feel too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people think that's, you know, people have a hard time believing that. <laughs> yeah, they gotta yeah. try. They just do. Oh, get out of here. You're going to eat, a, you're going to eat some sugar and you're going to get sick. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you must be sick. Uh, my family, yeah. everyone gave me a hard time. They're like, you sure you didn't have too much wine? I was like, I had two glasses over six hours. Like, it's not because I had too much wine. Like everything I ate was full of butter, dairy, cheese. And I was like, my body hasn't had that in so long. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's, yeah. Well, you know, it's just really important. This is a, I, I'm, I'm happy. I had no idea what this was about this this podcast was going to be about. I knew it was going to be about health, but I'm really happy that you guys are 
doing this and you're taking the mantle. Um, you know, young women right now are going to be the leaders, you know, and, you know, we can get moms to understand like you two understand the importance, you know, of, of food, you know, we're going to make a big shift out there and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, keep up the great work ladies. Yeah. Well, and we like appreciate having people come on that are also, you know, have a similar perspective, but might have, you know, a different background. And so it's like, it's not just us saying this, right? Like <laughs> there's other people out there as well that, you know, we call it drinking the Kool-Aid, you know, like, yeah. so it's not that we actually drink Kool-Aid, but like <laughs> just organic sugar-free. There we go. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it gives water. We're all drinking the infused water. Um, so um, so Dr. Patrick, I really appreciate your perspective. I appreciate you sharing about, um, you know, your background and your profession, because it was one that we didn't really know all that much about. And so it's like a perfect way to be able to kind of highlight the different professionals that are out there that are available to us to be able to help with our health. And so instead of it being disease management, health management, and so that's like a big part of, you know, the clinic, you know, that I run the clinic that Dr. Bobby runs. It's like, let's not just wait until there's an injury. What if we actually get you ready for whatever's coming up? So what if we have like a better experience with that? There's other things included. Nutrition is one of the things that is worth a very big part of the conversation with really getting you feeling how you want to feel uh, with goals and just how you show up. Uh, in the world. It's, it's hugely beneficial. Uh, so, um, so stay tuned. Uh, we've got more coming up in 2024. Uh, in the month of January, we're still going to be working on just our subtopics within goal setting. And then in February, we'll move a little bit more into exercise and getting a bit more nitty gritty into exercise. So, all right, everybody, 